This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome to your weekend. It's time for the Odds Couple. Randy Merkin filling in for Carmen DeFalco, who's on vacation. Always my pleasure to bring in Mike North. Mike, happy holidays. Happy holidays, Randolph Merkin, ladies and gentlemen. One of the noted authors, along with Tennessee Williams, Papa Hemingway, if you will. Uh, You can name it. The guy's got that book out. Uh, what's the name of that book again? Mike, my I'm glad you asked. Uh, Behind the Glass, the book.com is the website. The book is Behind the Glass Stories of a Sports Radio Producer. Uh, sales have been good, but we, we're still not near our goal of 1,000. So uh, Behind the Glass, the book.com. Great holiday gift for you if, if you're interested. And by the way, folks, I mean, I, I got three copies. I read yes. I, I read different chapters from different books. You could also give them away. I mean, the $20 books, great for Christmas presents or whatever you have for the holidays. So it's also, uh, you know what else is great for Christmas? Winning. And that's what we did last week. Carmen goes one and one. I go two and one. And Randy goes one and oh, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I don't even have to have it written down. I mean, it's etched into my head, okay? It's like a tattoo. It's called winning. That's what we do every week. Four and two last week. Randy goes up to 10 and four with an excellent pick. Uh, I go two and one with the worst bonus pick of all time. I took the Minnesota Timberwolves. I was done by halftime, but right, bounced here, back. Here, in here's the, NFL my, here's the crazy thing about your bonus pick, okay? I like that pick, and I actually was on it, too. Uh, and then I saw who they were playing on Sunday night, and I yeah. said, Mike was a game off. Yep. They're going to win this game, and they won on the money line that night. They beat Portland in Portland. So. Yeah, and you know what? It, it, but but I don't have a problem saying I bounced back with 2-1, and one, but that bonus pick was my worst of all time. I said, let's try the NBA. Uh, we got other things going on. We got bowl games. We got COVID. Uh, by the way, Carmen was 1-1. One one. He's a, a, a tantalizing 22-10. Uh, and 10. I mean, folks, we get it done. We're like 21 games over 500. People on Twitter going, your team is like 60-61%. That's what we are. We're a team the thing we got to worry about now, uh, besides stupid coaching like you saw last night in the Chargers game, where uh, if you had the Chargers plus three, I mean, shame on that coach. Shame on the head coach. The th- first three things I'd do if I bought the Chargers, I'd move them back to San Diego. Uh, then I would uh, build a brand new stadium on my own. And then I'd fire this goof who passed up. Three points with 13 minutes left in the first quarter. I don't want to hear about analytics. I don't. I think Wash would have kicked. Ditka would have kicked. Lombardi would have kicked. Shula would have kicked. Hallis would have kicked. Holmgren would have kicked. Belichick would have kicked. So take your analytics that you take from a kid that's up in his attic trying to figure things out and shove it because I want a head coach that's going to go for the points early at least. Uh, Mike, we you know you bring up that game. Brandon Staley is the coach you're speaking of, correct? From the the Chargers. Yeah, you know what? I I was going to look him up because to me he's a rumor. After last night, he knocked them out of the playoffs. Let, he right. knocked his own team out. Okay, let me let me ask you. They're not out yet. There's still like a seventy percent chance. Yeah, but they they, the they would have beaten Kansas City twice. All you have to do is either kick before kick the field goal before the end of the first half. But I called it when it was when it when, with thirteen minutes left. I go, what are you doing? You throw four passes. Four passes from the two-yard line. I'm going, man, whoever this guy is, because I didn't know. I don't follow the, the Los Angeles Chargers. You know, you know he's he a former Bears gone. coach, right? 
Huh? He, he was on the Bears staff a couple years ago. Well, that explains everything, doesn't it? <laughs> exactly. My, 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 my God. I mean, just absolutely a horrendous job. I just named all the coaches that would kick. You can name little Jimmy who went to MIT, who would have gone for it, and he's, that's the reason he still lives at home. All right, let, let me ask you, though, Mike, yeah. his, his mindset, okay? And, and this is a really good point to bring up about gamblers, right? Because, right. Uh, I mean, you, you probably were fairly confident that you were going to cover up the Chargers last night because they controlled that game the most Absolutely. of the time. And, uh, but to beat the champ, you got to knock the champ out, right? And I think what Brandon Staley was thinking was, we have got to go for touchdowns. We got to go. We can't Every just, single we can't, time? We can't. Now, I'm with you. That before halftime, when you're you make that a seven point game, yeah, a four point game. The first time when they went for it and the first drive, I didn't have a problem with that. You one. didn't have a problem. Here's what I had the problem with the play calling. I Agreed. mean, Eckler didn't Agreed. get the ball once. I mean, you're throwing four times. What are you trying to do? You know what that looked like to me? That looked like a guy trying to get his quarterback some MVP votes right off the bat. What are you doing? And and then today, everybody that's liked the move. I said it yesterday. I said when you, I said it on Twitter right when it happened, not a Johnny come lately. You got to grab points when you tried three times and you didn't make it. You know, there's a reason that analytics don't work a lot, folks. They tell you only when it works, but not much. It's heart. It's nerves. It's emotion. It's strategy. It's thought process. And a quarterback that has to all of a sudden have the pressure of the world on them on fourth and two. Go up three to nothing. They come down. Okay, they score. Instead, what happened? He cut their hearts out in the first quarter. That was the end of the game to me. Yeah, I mean, and, and you have to wonder, Mike, just the, during the game, the Chargers probably, the players, I know they oh. probably love going for it, but at oh. some point they're like, boy, if we had three more points right now, how comfortable would we Bella be in Belichick kicks game? with 13 minutes left in the first quarter. If you got a whole game to go, get points on the board. The last thing you need. I mean, the MVP of the game last night for Kansas City wasn't Kelsey. It was the coach, the head coach of the San Diego Chargers, or the L.A. Chargers, Chargers. whatever you want to call them. All right, let me ask you a question about yeah. the team that beat the Chargers last night, the Chiefs. They think they have now covered five straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've won seven in a row. Mm-hmm. H- how are you betting the Chiefs going f- for the last four games, Mike, or the last three games? Are you are you just going to – I mean, the spread's going to be crazy again now yeah. because they're they're back to being – the high-flying Chiefs. Are you going to dis- disregard the spread and just say, I'm, I'm rolling with this team down the stretch? Well, what happens is whatever system, the system comes up with, I may not get them again, but I will tell you this, Patrick Mahomes, to me, I'd rather have the field than Kansas City going to the Super Bowl. I, I just think that he's taken a step back. It's hard for anybody to criticize him. I mean, the kid's been terrific. Uh, but last night, that should have been a loss. You could say that the Chargers, uh, uh, basically, I, I they gave them the game. And, and, and they knocked this team basically out of that uh, out of the playoffs, which I think is unconscionable. And I know there's players scratching their head today. I mean, what do you say in the film study when you say you went for it on fourth down three times and you failed all three times? Uh, you know, especially with one yard to go, five yards, fourth and five. I mean, come on, guys. you got to go for the points there. So I just think that the Chiefs got lucky last night, but Mahomes – uh, did the job. I, you know, he holds on to the ball. They have a, a hu- couple of huge drives. They had the ball one time for nine minutes. So, uh, you know, you can't count them out, but I still like the field range. Okay, now that's a good point, but I'm just telling you that last night the Chiefs didn't have their best defensive player, and some people have mm-hmm. compared him to 
Aaron Donald. That's how effective he is for that team, and that's Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are rolling, and people are saying their offense still is not in right. sync. So right. I think they're I mean, a they're real, terrific. I think they're a really dangerous wrong. team, and uh, I, I'm rolling with them myself. I'm just gonna from now on. I'm betting them every week. Just I'm taking. I don't care what the spread is because I, I think this is this team's really is starting to get their their feet underneath them, and and they're going to be a, a force in the playoffs well, right now. And there's really no great team in the AFC, Mike. There really is no, no great team. No, why? Well, no, no, because everybody thinks uh, you know. Well, New England has just been a, uh, a terrifically coached football team with the with the rookie quarterback. You're right. There is no um, absolute knockout favorite. I think most people would lean with you, uh, Randy, with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they would. Nice uniforms last night. For, nice uniforms for the, oh. for the Chiefs. Both. Both. Yeah, both I, I agree. Well, Char- Chargers always have great uniforms. Don't they? They should go a little lighter on the blue. I remember back in the day, the Lance Allworths of the world, the Johnny Hadles, you know. I mean, that was way back when. Even then, they were just a little bit lighter uh, with, with, with the blue. Really nice unis, though. Both sides. Absolutely. You're listening to the Odds Couple here on ESPN 1000. Randy Merkin filling in for Carmen DeFalco along with uh, Mike North. And, Mike, you mentioned the Patriots, so let's get to those two games mm-hmm. on Saturday. And how great yeah. is this that we got Saturday football? We got bowl games to talk about. But the first game is the Raiders against the Browns. And this is a perplexing game. Obviously, yeah. COVID has really affected this game, Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, both the quarterbacks for the, for the Cleveland Browns will not be playing. They signed Nick Mullins this week. It looks like he will get the start. The Raiders are the most perplexing team maybe in the NFL right now because just when you think they're going to be good, they have like a three-game losing streak and stink. Uh, they are the favorites now. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites. This game is in Cleveland. Miles Garrett's still playing in this game. What says you, Mike North, in this game? Well, uh, Mary Kay Cabot from uh, the Cleveland Plain Dealer uh, heard an interview with her today, and she seems to think that some of these guys will be back. This is a last-second play if you want to make it. To me, COVID puts this thing up in the air. I wouldn't play it. I wouldn't give it to anybody uh, to play. Uh, but, you know, the, the way the protocols are now, I mean, I, the shocker to me is that a lot of these guys in the league that are testing positive, they go in thinking they're going to be negative. They don't feel bad at all. So they're sitting out uh, when basically they have no symptoms that they know of until it's found out about. Uh, she says that they're going to test every day or they're going to have these protocols. But she says there's a chance a lot of these Browns, and there's still some pertinent Browns that are going to be play, playing like Clowney and other guys. She says a lot of these guys may be back. Yeah. I'd stay away. You'd, you'd stay away from that game. Oh, my God. Okay. With the COVID situation, and you don't know how you're feeling after it. I don't think anybody's going to die or anything like that. But there might be a player or two that's not up to par. Uh, just, just a little preview, by the way. I, I think... Um... We'll talk about the defensive MVP, and I think the guy in this game, it's not on the uh-huh. Raiders' side, uh, Miles Garrett is your clear-cut well, favorite right now. How about the Dallas Cowboy guy, Parsons? Micah Parsons has been fantastic, but yeah. Miles Garrett has, especially that play he made last week, the strip sack recovery and yeah. a touchdown, was absolutely amazing. All right, Mike, let's real quickly get to the other game. And this one I can't wait for, Saturday Night Football. Bill Belichick against the Indianapolis Colts, Carson Wentz, and Frank Reich. Uh, you can get the Patriots right now at plus two and a half plus 118 in the money line. I mean, you know, the Patriots, what they do, Mike, which is so amazing, is they always take away your best option, right, which is clearly Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Last game, I felt like the Colts didn't want to go to Jonathan Taylor. They were throwing the ball all over the place. What, what is your feel on this game right now? Well, you know what? Wentz has got to step up. 
Uh, like once again, you don't know what the COVID protocols are going to be. This is a this is a, a a week where you pick a team. I got a team in mind for later on, and you know I'm just hoping everybody stays healthy. But this is uh, all about Wentz. Let's. This is the game that they supposedly got him for, that they believed in him in when everybody else was throwing trash on him. Uh, I think it's going to be up to him. Uh, does Belichick stop him? Uh, do they? key on just Taylor. I think this is the game where you're going to have to lean on your quarterback. Hopefully, they, if they can get a lead, then see how the rookie is battling back. Uh, but the New England Patriots know how to play defense. They play different styles. If I had to lean, I'd lean New England, but I wouldn't play the game. It's going to be uh, probably college basketball or whatever bowl games going on for me probably on Saturday. The NFL games because of the COVID situation and other considerations didn't give me a clear play in either game. Yeah, I mean, Carson Wentz is so he's so maddening because he can look so freaking right. good. And then he makes a couple passes and you're like, where did that come from? The Colts have been so maddening this year because they've had leads on the Titans, yep. they've had leads on the Rams, and they've on the Ravens on Monday Night Football, and they've blown all those games. So uh, it's going to be right. it's going to be a great Saturday to watch these games, and I, I can't wait to watch the Patriots and just see. It oh, it's off. a great game to watch. To me, it's not a good game to bet. Agreed. Because, you know, but if here here's the deal: if Wentz has a bad game, is it because of New England? Or is it because of him? And I think whenever he has a bad game, you just brought it up, my friend, uh, it's because of him. Yes. It's because of goofiness. Right. Uh, all right, Mike, let's take a quick break here. When we come back, we will talk to the owner, the creator, and the man behind Prop Swap, the presenting sponsor of The Odds Couple, Luke Pergani. Join us next. Oh, yes. On The Odds Couple. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back to The Odds Couple, presented by Props Up Randy Merkin, filling in for Carmen DeFalco along with Mike North. And it is our pleasure every week at this time to bring in the owner, the creator of Prop Swap, Luke Pergandy. Luke, how are you? Canceling games all What's up, boys? Luke, you join us from Las Vegas, and you are very excited to see a uh, North Carolina-UCLA game that's been, uh, I guess, canceled. And it's kind of where things are going right now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, this this feels like March 2020 this week, and I, I rarely say that. I don't think I've said that since, <laughs> since last right. March. I mean, the cancellations are are spiking like crazy. Like, the sports count is one thing, obviously – human safety and, and COVID outbreaks is I'm much more focused on. But from a sports perspective, this this feels like March 2020 right now. Yeah, and that uh, feels like, hey, I got totals on certain football teams like Cleveland or I got bets uh, uh, on MVPs that now are going to be affected by COVID. I think you're going to see if things start going back to the way they were, and hopefully they don't, Luke. But you're going to see a lot more tickets, I think, put up for sale based on mm-hmm. the unknown more than the known. Yeah. No, I mean, that, if you look at the stock market, uncertainty is, is typically what, what uh, pushes prices down. And uh, we're obviously analogous to a stock market. So if you're mm-hmm. uncertain of how this NFL season finishes, if you're uncertain how the college basketball season finishes, uh, you can obviously lock in some profit and, and post your tickets. Luke, have you seen a, a lot a spike in that uh, of like few, you know as Mike's talking about like with win totals for certain teams mm-hmm. that might now be yeah. affected? I mean, like 
I'll give you a perfect example of people who probably had a Bulls ticket. I think they're still going to get over their, their number, but like with what's going on with the Bulls right now, sure. I mean, like, you know, they're, if you had them for over 50 somehow, if you had that bet, that, that's in question because, you know, they, they have no one healthy to play. Yeah. No, the Bulls, obviously, they canceled the game on, on Thursday night, I think, against the Raptors. And, um, yeah, it's just, you know, bets like that, you just don't know how it's going to finish. Um, so in the NBA, of course, season doesn't end until, you know, May, late April. Um, so what do you do with the season win total ticket? What do you do with the future? I mean, there's, you know, there's a possibility this thing, you know, I I would imagine even if we postpone the season that they would just finish it, whether it's in June next year, they push it to August next year. I imagine they'll finish the season, but, um, there's just a ton of uncertainty around sports right now. Uh, Luca, I, I want to ask you about uh, the Chargers. We, you know, la- Thursday night football was a great game. Huh. Mike, Mike's banging his head against the wall because huh. he doesn't understand why uh, Staley wasn't kicking. Uh, oh. Coach Staley wasn't kicking field goals. God but they're they're an interesting team. Like like uh, are, are they one of the teams on props up that has the most movement? Because they're they're you know they've had some great wins and some really bad losses this year. Yeah, no, I think you know you look at the AFC versus the NFC. The the Chargers are now around thirty to one. Yeah to win the Super Bowl, you know, to me, I would take an underdog in the AFC versus the NFC because the NFC, you have a ton of teams at the top. Um, Tampa is five to one. Green Bay is six to one. Um, LA and Arizona are both eight to one. So to me, like if I'm going to pick an underdog, I would pick an AFC opponent. Like the question becomes, do the Cowboys or the Chargers have a better chance of winning the Super Bowl? I, I think that's probably a coin flip, and I actually probably lean the Chargers a little bit more. So if you can get the Chargers at thirty to one, and the Cowboys are twelve to one, why not grab the Chargers? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I look at last year. Tampa was a wild card team last year, and you know Tampa at this point was fifteen to one to win the Super Bowl. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, long shots can pay, and, and I still like the Chargers at 30-1. to They, they had that you, game. I'll tell you, Dallas, uh, you just brought it up. I mean, Dallas, I think maybe in the AFC, they'd be a lower, I mean, a higher seed, maybe five, six, seven, who knows. Uh, but we're, they're, they're playing New York, and they're going to win that game. Uh, Dak Prescott angry, taking some criticism. You know, the team's still taking some criticism. I would say that if you had to hold on to a ticket, okay, or maybe turn it in a little bit later. Is Dallas one of the t- tickets you hold on to because of the weakness of the NFC and their perception? They're running the ball. They got that terrific kid Parkins, Parsons on the other side. Seems like McCarthy's gotten his sea legs about him. Luke, how do you view Dallas? Yeah, I mean, look, Micah Parsons might win Defensive Player of the Year as a yep. rookie. Um, so obviously he's having a, a career season and he's just getting started. Um, so. Yeah, Dallas, I just – I don't know if I trust them versus an L.A. or an Arizona just yet. I, right. I think I would probably take both those two teams um, in a playoff game. Um, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins being out for the rest of the season is not helping Arizona. Uh, it seems like he'll be back to the playoffs, so we don't know his, his status yet. Uh, but, yeah, I would, I would shade – they're, they're all similar odds, right? Like the Cowboys, right. the – um, Rams and the Cardinals are all very similar. I, I would probably put the Cowboys last in those three. Um, but to your point, yeah, they're, they're playing the Giants, so it's yeah. it's not very difficult to beat one of the worst teams in the league. Um, so yeah, I just you know I I think my I guess my point is like wild cards, especially in a season like this versus last year. It seemed like last year there was less parity than this year. This year there's so many 
seven and six and six and seven teams that long shots, in my opinion, will pay more this year than last year. Uh, and obviously the Bucks were a wildcard team and they ran the table. So that can absolutely happen again this year. Uh, Luke, a couple more questions for you. And, and one involves, we'll stay in the NFL. One involves, uh, you mentioned season, postseason awards. Uh, it seems to me that it's down to two people for MVP right now, and that's Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Tom Brady is mm-hmm. the, the clear-cut favorite. Has there been a lot of movement with Brady tickets, Rodgers tickets? I know Josh yeah. Allen's kind of faded, but what, 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 what is going yeah. on with those two guys? A ton. Um, we can't keep a Tom Brady ticket on the shelf. Uh, he's minus money right now. So, um, yeah, if, you know, he was – he was 15 to one odds. That's probably the longest odds that we've seen tickets getting posted. Um, but yeah, if you, if someone has a Tom Brady to win the MVP ticket, uh, get that posted on props. I, I would suggest posting in a minus 300 odds and see if a buyer will grab it. Um, to, to me, like locking in profit at, at minus 300, um, when there's still, you know, four games left to go is, is a no brainer. Uh, and then again, like just go reinvest, like take some profit, maybe go make a, take some profit from us and go make a hedge bet on Aaron Rodgers to cover yourself. But yeah, it's a, it's for sure a two pony race. Um, if Brady doesn't get hurt and just continues to have a, an average rest of the season, I think he's got it. Um, but obviously injuries can happen and he could have a, a terrible last few games and Aaron Rodgers just, you know, plays out of his mind, but Aaron Rodgers won last year. So I think the yeah. burden, you know, the burden for him to, uh, win back-to-back is higher, so that just gives Brady an even better chance of winning. And Brady wants to break his own record to be the oldest person to ever win the MVP. I think he won it when he was 40, so he'll be 44 if he wins it this time. And here, here's a strange one for you, Luke. He's playing in the PNC Championship with his son this week, Tiger Woods. Now, he said in uh, last, I think two weeks ago in his tournament that he's so far away from competitive golf, but, I mean, is it crazy to even ask, have you received any, is there any Tiger Woods to win the Masters tickets going out there yet? Oh, for God's sake. (laughs) Oh, for God's sake. Question number one, are we selling Masters tickets already? Yes. A lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, Have we sold a ton of Tiger tickets? No. Um, But, I mean, look, like that guy is, you know, one of the best golfers in history, obviously. So, He's got a chance, um, but it's funny you ask. I've been, you know, I always say, like, I never thought golf would be this popular on Top Slop. And, yes, we are selling a ton of Masters tickets. Not a ton on Tiger yet, but a lot of people are betting on this upcoming Masters. All I'm saying is Mike Thomas, Justin Thomas's dad, who is uh, Tiger's son's coach, said he's amazed how well Tiger is hitting the ball right now. Absolutely amazed. So, I'm just saying. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think he's going to play a competitive tournament this year. But uh, it's just absolutely amazing that the guy's even playing in this tournament. So, uh, yeah. Luke, always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy uh, Las Vegas. And we'll talk to you again next week. Happy holidays. Thanks, Randy. Thanks, Mike. Happy holidays. Oh, thanks for joining us today. What's wrong with you? Why don't you just burn your money? All that book money gone down the drain. Let's. Can I have Tiger Woods? You're actually going to go up to the cage. You're actually going to go I on your way. I just asked the question, Mike. Oh, I can't believe it. Uh, Luke Pergani from PropSwap, the, the presenting sponsor of the Odds Couple. we got a couple minutes left here, Mike, so I yep. want to just run a couple uh, awards by you. Luke was uh, very monotone this morning. I yes. think he was well, in it's the early, room. It's early. It's early. Yes, it's very early yes. where he's at. Uh, all right, so uh, Luke mentioned that Tom Brady is now minus money. He's minus 165. Aaron Rodgers is 5-1. to one. Patrick Mahomes, after his great second half or his great fourth quarter, is now 10-1. to one. 
Would you place a wager? I mean, you could have gotten yeah. Brady like a, two, a month and a half ago at seven and a half to one. He was that. 16 to one at the beginning yes. of the season. Yes. I couldn't believe that, Ranch. Yeah. So I said to myself, my God, at, at the beginning, Carmen, I, and I think you weren't lukewarm to this idea. I love Brady all year. I've loved him all year because have. of the touchdown, have. because of the touchdown records. Look what he did. I mean, the guy is just a winner. He knows how to get it done. It's the era where you can't abuse the quarterback. We've talked about this 70s, 80s, 90s. He's He's finished already. He's been taking a battering. But with the way that he plays, pitch and catch, he, you know, people that want to see the bomb all the time, we hear about it here in Chicago and everywhere else. Tom Brady is your seven to eight yard passer. The last I checked, you throw two eight yard passes, you got a first down, and you're still moving the ball down the field. So smart, so good, so gifted, and basically takes great care of himself. He's odds on favorite. I would bet Brady right now. Yeah, I, I agree. And it, 165 isn't terrible. I mean, no. you have to bet 165 to win 100 dollars, but still, that's right. Crazy odds, and you know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing so well right now, and they've got another home game this week against the Saints. We'll and it's talk- the history of Rodgers. I'm sorry, he's got. One, until he gets two and shows me, and I'm talking about he's still got optimum talent. He's not He's got he's one, not, one Super he's not Manning when he went right. to Denver, right. and Manning won. Uh, real, real quickly before we break, Mike, uh, we, t- we mentioned it before, Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Miles Garrett is still your favorite at two and a half to one. Your guy, Micah Parsons, is yeah. now three and a half to one. And How about that? TJ Watt is four to one. And if you want to get crazy, he had an unbelievable game on Monday Night Football. Aaron Donald is eight to one. Really right now. good. I like Parsons. I'm going to go with the rookie. I think his status in the league, his first year on a on a on America's team, a focused team. Everybody watches the improvement of the defense. I got to go with him. All right, so there you have it. We just uh, touch on the uh, MVP and the defensive uh, player of the year. When we come back, we'll get into a little bowl games, and then we'll yep. really dive into the NFL slate this week. It's get some great games, some interesting games, and obviously some tough games to pick. You got the odds couple presented by Props Up. Randy Merkin with Mike North. On a great Friday. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000 or stream it on the all new ESPN Chicago app. The Odds Couple, presented by Props Up, Randy Burke, and in for Carmen and Falco, along with Mike North. And Mike, we have a lot to get to in this segment, and before we get back to the NFL, college bowl season mm. is really starting up. It starts today, and obviously it's a little different. You know, we haven't had a lot of COVID issues so far with the bowl games, Mike. The bigger issue is a lot of players are opting out. Uh, for instance, uh, a big game between Pittsburgh and Michigan State mm-hmm. on December 30th, uh, Kenny sure. Pickett. And the running back from Michigan State, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, uh, is also out. Walker. Walker, right. Thank you. Is, That's are, what I do, kid. Thank you. Are both kid. out. Uh, so uh, that that raises my first question to you is uh-huh. how, do, how do you pick these bowl games knowing that a lot of the stars probably won't be playing? Well, those are usually stay-away games. I have, you know, no respect for these kids. I'm sorry. I know it's a, be- it's a business decision, but I think Pickett could help himself. Uh, in the draft. I know that it's not a strong quarterback year, but if he comes out and plays, I mean, if you're afraid of getting hurt one more game, I understand. You can take insurance out. I don't know how much Pickett thinks he's going to make coming into the NFL. We've seen what's happened to the quarterbacks this year, uh, and and not 
not many have fared well. I think only one, Jones. I mean, Lawrence has been a disaster with the situation out there with Urban Meyer. Fields has not been the Hall of Fame quarterback, franchise quarterback people thought. Lance hasn't played. I think if you're picket, you got to play. But you know what? Uh, I, I think it would help if they did the Heisman Trophy after the bowl season. I think that then you'd see some some more kids maybe play, but I know that they don't do it that way. No, they don't. They they like to do it during the— That would be great because right. then Walker maybe plays. Yeah. Maybe he says, I got a shot, you know, so you never know. Maybe the Alabama quarterback uh, has a, a, a bad game. You never know. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of intriguing matchups, Mike, in the bowl games this yep. year. Uh, there's so many to pick from. It's it's almost go ahead, Randy. It's a at random. You're hotter than a, a depot stole, yeah. as Harry used to say. Uh, so uh, let's talk about a game that I find very interesting, and that's uh, Purdue, who this year had some really big wins. I mean, they mm-hmm. beat Michigan State, sure. right? They beat Iowa. Yep. Uh, they're playing Tennessee, who is an athletic team. Mm-hmm. Had George on the ropes early on in that game, and then just fell apart. Uh, Purdue's getting four and a half points in this game. This game is on December 30th, an early game. On that day, uh, which side do you, do you lean on that day? Uh, the Purdue quarterback is a local kid from Stevenson High School. He's had a yeah. good year, Aiden O'Connell. David Bell, I believe, is not playing in this game for Purdue. Well, that's a big guy to lose. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I hate when guys miss, but here's the thing. That's a, that's a game-time decision to project uh, what's going to happen now. Uh, you could give a pick now. I would like to give a pick now. I would lean always. I always lean Big Ten, okay, for the most part. Uh, even on the bowl games, even in the New Year's games, whether it was Penn State playing Miami back in the 90s, it turned out good for me a lot. The Big Ten always has a tough conference, but Tennessee's made some strides this year. The fact that they're in a bowl game when uh, their program was left for dead a few years back. So, you know what? Uh, I'd lean the Big Ten. I'd lean that game there. All right, Mike, let's get to the two games that everyone is talking about right now, and that's the national championship mm. semifinals. Right. Uh, the first game is going to be an interesting one between Bama mm-hmm. and Cincinnati. Oh. Uh, Bama is a huge favorite in this game. Uh, you know, 14 points right now for Cincinnati, and I know they've had some good wins this year going into Notre Dame and kind of dominating the Irish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's Bama really, win. after escaping against Auburn, right, they escaped against Auburn. They just dominated Georgia and embarrassed them. Right. Uh, 14 points. Is is that a crazy spread, Mike? No. I think it's a, a decent spread for Cincinnati. I'd love to see them win the game. Alabama just has too much power. They got the great quarterback, a Heisman Trophy winner. You got Saban at the coach. And by the way, if you lose and get your butt kicked, you're no different than any of the other teams that have played over the last seven years uh, that have uh, been named teams, whether it be Notre Dame, Oklahoma, or the rest. Uh, any loss that you want to go back and look at, most of them uh, got their butts kicked. Uh, I want to see Cincinnati win. Like I wanted to see Boise State, which changed everything back in 97 in the Orange Bowl against uh, Oklahoma. Winning that game changed the perception of small schools. Uh, So I'd love to see Cincinnati in the game. I'd like to see them cover the spread. But if my life depended on it, I'd have to take the money line with Alabama. I don't care if it's like minus 5,000. To win a hundred, you take the money line with the Alabama. I don't see Cincinnati being able to compete. Although they got three guys on the defensive side of the ball that have NFL prospect written all over them. All right, the other semifinal game, the later game, 
will be Georgia versus Michigan. And I'm kind of, to be honest with you, Mike, I'm kind of surprised yeah. the spread in this game right now. Georgia is wow. minus 8.5. Michigan is plus 260 on the money line. All right, Mike, I don't know a lot about the NFL or about football in general, but I was taught by Tom Waddle and Yurko that game most games are won right on the line. Yep. Okay. Which team and what well, I that's see, why you take Alabama over Cincy right. number one. What I see from Michigan is huh. they are running it down your throat and those two guys, Hutchinson uh, and the other kid on the other side are just dominating. They are dominating the line of I thought right Hutchinson now. I thought Hutchinson had a case for a Heisman. Agreed. I really did. Agreed. He, he brings the. He, I, I would have loved to seen that. I look. You could pick an Alabama quarterback almost every year if you want to do that, or a quarterback. It's a quarterback award. But this guy played every game, caused turnovers, basically got up at the Heisman, and 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 told the Ohio State quarterback, "This was the game we had to beat. We beat you guys, and that's the way it was." I love his attitude. I love Michigan in this game. Georgia plays in the weakest, one of the weakest conferences in college football. If you're going to compare it to the conference Alabama's in, uh, they play just they played a lot of, I guess, patty cakes this year. So I like Michigan in the points. I'm going to go down in flames with Jimmy. Like you said, it's one in the trenches. You know, yeah, it is one in the trenches, and I almost feel like Mike that like this has been building up for for Jim Harbaugh, and that this is finally the team he envisioned. When he got to Michigan, a team that can win it. Like, oh. those 49ers teams were always so good, and it took him a while to get that going. But, like, mm-hmm. I, I just have a weird feeling that Michigan is going to cover that spread. I don't know if they're going to win the game, but, they're, I mean, the way they dominate the line of scrimmage right now is really impressive. So, uh, that's a little preview of both the, the college uh, semifinal games. Let's get to the NFL, Mike. Yeah, baby. There, there are so many intriguing matchups. and So many times. The first one I want to talk about is... Everyone loves this coach at Carolina, Matt Rule. Oh, I don't get it. That's I know, what everybody I wants. Now, they in, here, in his defense, he's had a lot of injuries this year. And Christian McCaffrey, I think, has played like five games. But they they they, have, they got they lost at home last week to Atlanta and kind of got embarrassed. Uh, Cam Newton is in and out at quarterback. PJ Walker is play, taking some snaps. Uh, Buffalo is at home after a bad loss again to Tampa after they made it all the way back. They're ten and a half point favorites. Are you leaning with Josh Allen and the Bills in this game? You want know, to know something? I'm first of all. Let me just say this about Matt Rule. Just like I'm going to say about Urban Meyer. Just like I'm going to say about the Bear fans that want Ryan Day. These coaches have come from football type factories. If they need a player, they just go out and recruit it and they plug that hole the very next year. You're Matt Rule. What have you ever done to assess talent? The top talent came to you. Now I give you credit for what you've done. But Ryan Day, if he walked in. To the Bears tomorrow, he would be gone in three years if he had to make personnel decisions because they don't get the Bears. It's a draft. You can't make yourself better through recruiting like Alabama. When they lose a player, they replace them. That being said, I think 11 is rich in this game. I would lean Carolina. You would lead Carolina? 11 yeah. points. I yeah. think they're going to still give effort. Buffalo, I understand. You know, I, I don't see Buffalo going to the Super Bowl. I don't. And 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 I just, I, I Josh Allen, I mean, they play him like if he gets hurt tomorrow, that's okay. They run him. He does it all. I think he's as important a player as Lamar Jackson is for Baltimore and other players, uh, franchise-type quarterbacks. So I sort of would lean Carolina. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you there. I, I just, I might, I'm going to probably stay away from this game. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah. Uh, all right, another interest, intriguing matchup, Tennessee Titans 
Uh, going into Pittsburgh, and the Titans are uh, minus one favorites. Uh, you can get the Steelers at minus 108. They're mm-hmm. both even at minus 108 on the money line. Steelers came back after being down at one point, I believe, 29 nothing to the Vikings and almost won that game last Thursday yeah. night. Uh, the Titans are a weird team. They've got so many injuries. No Derrick Henry. Uh, no Brown right now. And, you know, their offense is pedestrian at best. Do, do you feel like the Steelers can win this game? No. This is a pick that, uh, to be honest with you, I don't feel they could win it, but I don't feel that Tennessee could win it either. I mean, it's a it's a picket game. Now, who had Tennessee getting uh, giving a point to Pittsburgh uh, at the beginning of the year at this spot? Big Ben is one of these guys. They they say that he's finished all the time. You know, every two weeks he has a bad game, and he comes back and he does what he did the other night. Uh, this is a stay-away game for me, but I'd probably lean Tennessee if I had to bet it. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I, I really believe that first half against the Vikings, the Steelers were still spent from that Ravens game. And then all of a sudden they got their mojo. I don't know if they're going to have Watt in this game. And uh, you're right, Big Ben, I finally I felt like he saw all of a sudden the fountain of youth in that yeah. second half because he started throwing some dimes. He's not done. In my opinion, I know that he's gone. Good for him. But people that buried him at the beginning of the year. I said, are you people nuts? I mean, he still knows how to play the position. Uh, he's two Super Bowls. I mean, come on. He's been an unheralded guy. He's known more for controversy than he is for uh, a lot of other uh, things that he's done. That that being said, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they come back and win this game, but I'm sort of leaning Tennessee. And when are they? when's Tannehill going to grow up? You don't have a couple players? Win a game. Right, right. Well, he did last week, but it wasn't convincing, that's for that's sure. That's exactly right. All right, when we come back, we'll talk to the best handicapper going from Hawthorne, our guy, Jim Jim Miller joins us next on The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North. On ESPN 1000. You're listening to The Odds Couple, Friday nights at 6. With a replay Saturday morning at 8. On ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Presented by Popstock, Randy Merchant. In for Carm, along with Mike Norris, and it's our pleasure every time, every every Friday at this time, to welcome in the handicapper from Hawthorne, our buddy, our friend, and he's great at his job. It's Jim Miller. Jim, Jim Hey! Gentlemen, I hope everything's going good. Uh, Mike, you know, Merck wrote a book recently. Yes. Yes. And, and he, he talks about people that he's known and he's met in the industry. So I got a great racing story for you. Cool. Love Going to hear it. All the way back to 1993, when I started in the press box at Arlington Park, my job was to watch the door because there was a betting window in there. First day I'm watching the door, this nicer older gentleman walks in, wants to go by and make a bet. Let him go by. He makes the bet. He comes back out and leaves. The mutual clerk goes, you know who that is? I'm like, no idea. He says, it's Ed McCaskey. I'm like, okay, well, hey, wow. that, that's pretty Good cool. Guy, I got to see Ed McCaskey. Mm-hmm. Yes, very good guy. So then I'm told, you got to watch it. You can't let people come in and make these bets. So I'm watching the desk. Door comes flying open about a minute to post. This guy comes in just in like a huff, and he like does a swim move on me to get to the betting window, throws his bet in, and heads on out. And the mutual clerk comes to me and goes, that's a guy that you shouldn't ever try to stop. And I go, why is that? Who is that? He goes, that's Reggie Fleming. I said, okay, well, there you go. So there's what I'm learning about the industry and aging myself a little bit. 
But Merck's met some great guys but hey, in racing. Those were the first two guys I met working my days in the press box at Arlington. Reggie Fleming, one of the toughest Hawks, would fight anybody, anytime, place back in the 50s, early 60s. Yeah, and I learned real quick, don't get in his way because he's no. going to run you over if he's got to get a bet in. You, you know, Jimmy, you bring up an interesting point because uh, I've, I've covered, I've we've done broadcasts, I think, from three straight derbies. And I used to have to go wake up early and go down the back stretch and interview these these trainers who all hated us because we knew nothing about horse racing or asking the same questions every year. But the celebrities that you yep. saw on the back stretch was was cooler than even anything else you saw. Uh, like you know, you would see Bo Derek, you would see Johnny Unitas, you'd see Paul Horning, you would see, I mean, you'd see the biggest names, the biggest actors. Were, these people all flocked to this race. It's amazing. And that's the thing, in racing for a long time, that used to be the place to be. I mean, this was a, a suit and tie type of sport. You wore the top hat back in the day and when you went out to the races, and, and it was something where it really was an event. And now we do still get there with the Derby. You get there with the Breeders' Cup, but you're right. It is. It's the place to be. This, this is almost like a red carpet event now, walking into the Kentucky Derby every year, because it is the, the celebrity kind of hangout. But it is. It's very cool. It's one of those things that's good for the sport, and you hope that you want to uh, build on that. We're hoping to build on that and get some big days. Well, you know what you got to do? You got to do some really uncanny promotions. How about Fedora Night? You know, like in the 1940s, the Cagney-type hats that they wore. Edward G. Robinson, you come in, you're wearing a fedora. You make the hat places uh, some money, and they come in, and they get in for half price. I mean, you know what? You want to work on our marketing team, Mike? I think that would be awesome. Fedora Night, 1940s. (laughs) Hot it. dogs for a nickel. Merkin's yes. book for, for five bucks. Done. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Book signing right at the door. You got him, Mike. Uh, uh, Jim, I have to ask you a question with what's going on in sports right now with COVID just canceling yep. so many events. Uh, how are things at Hawthorne right now? Are, I mean, the horses obviously can get COVID, and uh, are fans still allowed to come in at normal pace like yep. they have in the past? Yeah, fans are allowed to come in. I mean, we're following the full mask and rules like everybody else. And you, when you come into the door, you do have to wear that mask. Um, the good thing about us is you sanitize day and night, and you sanitize on going all day long throughout the facility. So want to make everything as clean and comfortable as can be. You do it on the back stretch as well. Unfortunately, it's open air, so it's a little bit easier to handle that kind of stuff. But, yeah, everything that we can do on, on the facility end of things, our maintenance people, they work day and night, and they're working overnights too just to make sure it's as comfortable as possible. All right, Jimmy, uh, you've been hot. Let's stay hot. Give us uh, some picks for this weekend. Yeah, this weekend, it's going to be an inside speed track all weekend long. So three horses on Saturday, bet them all across the board. Race three, the sixth horse, just a wonder who has a lot of speed and gets the, uh, gets to the inside. Race five, the three, first squadron. And then race seven, the four, Valiant Vinny. They all could take him from gate to wire. Uh, so real quickly, this is at Hawthorne, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so race three, the sixth horse, race five, the three horse. Race seven to four horse. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. Speed to take them around, boys. And what are we betting them on? Are we betting them just Bet to... them all across the board. All across the board. You are the man, Jimmy. Have a great weekend, and uh, we will talk to you next week before the holidays. So, uh, But happy holidays anyways, buddy. You got it, boys. Good luck. Jimmy! That's our guy, Jim Miller, from Hawthorne, and he has been red hot this whole yep. year, Mike. He, he really has been great. Uh, we, Mike, we got like two minutes before we got to get our, get our plays out. Yeah. So there's a couple more games I want to get sure, to. Sure, go ahead, my friend. And Fire you, men- away. you mentioned Dallas before, and they're kind yep. of an enigma because they had a huge lead against the Washington football team and almost blew it last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week they go to another rival in their division against the Giants who are just kind of a mess. The one thing the Giants still are able to do a little bit 
is play a little defense. Uh, offensively, they got Mike Glennon playing quarterback. Oh, God. Uh, Dallas is a 10.5 point favor in this game. Dak Prescott has not been good, Mike. I think in his last six Either games, he has, Mike won, Glennon. he has won. Mike Glennon actually, I mean, fantasy wise, had a great week last oh, week. Would but you uh, quit it. Uh, but who, which side are, are you leaning in this game? You know what? I wouldn't lean on either side. I want Dallas. I mean, the 10.5-point spread, this is just like a couple other games with the Miami the Jets being a 10-point spread, Philly and Washington being a 10-point spread, Arizona-Detroit, 12-point spread, uh, San Francisco-Atlanta, 9-point spread, which means a lot of lopsided games uh, this week. Uh, look, can the Giants come within 10 and winning this game? You brought it up, absolutely. Uh, but this would be a stay-away game for me. All right, we've gone long enough, Mike. Let's talk about our Bears on Monday Night Football. Oh. Uh, They're getting five and a half points at home. Started at three and a half. Plus 190 in the money line. I mean, obviously there's been injuries and COVID concerns where the Bears have a lot of guys. Allen Robinson might not play. Roquan Smith has, a, has an injury. He might not play. Their coordinators are all in COVID protocol. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very nervous to bet on the Bears, but I have yeah. a weird feeling the Vikings are such a strange team this year. Oh. I think the Bears can win this game. Believe me when I tell you this. When I heard the coordinators and the coaches were out, I said we got a shot. Okay, Uh, basically, (laughs) I really did. I said, oh, my God, this is the only team in football besides that nitwit from the the Chargers last night that I would say, you know what, the less coaches, the better. I, I would put couch change on the Bears in this game. I would. The spread just doesn't look right to me. You're playing the Chicago Bears that are reeling. I mean, Hicks, out of shape. His ankles he didn't show up for Green Bay. He's been nothing but lip service. Mac is out. Uh, a lot of other guys are hurt. You got the COVID situation. Uh, I think the spread should be should have been five and a half, six to start with. Opened up at three and a half. I like the Bears in a lean. You like the Bears in a lean? And, you know, I mentioned it before, Mike, the Vikings, I mean, if you're a Vikings fan, oh. uh, it's maddening because sure. you know, they missed a 35-yard field goal against Arizona that would have given that game. There's been a couple other games that they certainly could have won. I think they've had, I think it's, I don't know if it's still a streak, but they had a seven-point lead in almost every football game. Can they game make they the play- playoffs? Because I know everybody's like, even teams, I mean, even Detroit finally got eliminated last week, and they only had, had one one win. But if they could still make the playoffs, I think that's the only thing that saves this coach's... Uh, Mike Zimmer? Uh, yeah, I yeah. think it's the only thing that saves them. I think he's got the talent. It just has not gelled, and they've had injury problems, but so does everybody else. Right, now, I, I, I just have a weird feeling the Bears are going to show up this weekend on Monday I Night Football. I do, too. I thought they played a, a pretty good first half against Green Bay that just didn't make any adjustments in the second half. So I, I, I would take the points in this week for with the Bears against. But I wouldn't put a whole lot on Right, it, I agree. All right, Mike, it's come to that time. Oh. By the way, before we get to our picks, real quickly, Luke Pergandy uh, from PropSwap texted me this. With Tiger on the verge of playing golf on television, his master's number is down to 75 to 1 from 200 to 1 just a few weeks ago. So, give me the 70. Give me, give me, give me the money. A lot of people are, are uh, thinking I am. Of All right, course, Mike. You know what? Why not? It's fun. He's a good yes. guy. He's lucky to be alive. It's yes. a good story. You know, why not? All I'm right, not going to hate on the guy, you know. Uh, let's get to your best plays. I can't wait to hear him. Go ahead, <laughs> sir. You start off. All right, my friend. Um, last week, 2-1. and one, We talked about a couple games here. I'm taking Carolina. I'm taking Carolina getting 11. I know Buffalo um, is a good team, but I don't think they're a great team. I think they still have question marks on both sides of the ball. So I'll take Carolina to start off, Randy, uh, plus uh, the 11 right now uh, with the number. I kind of like that pick. Uh, I think 11 11 is a lot of points, absolutely. 
All right, here's one I like. Coming off a bad loss. On fire, ladies and gentlemen. An author, a handicapper, a great father, Randolph Murphy. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Coming off a bad loss against the 49ers last week at home. The Broncos are a strange team. After a big win, they usually have a bad loss. The Bengals, uh, I'll take the plus two and a half points. Mm-hmm. The Bengals over the Broncos. That's my, All right. All right go and ahead, then Mike. I got another special one for everybody. Yeah, gather around the radio. I don't think people do that anymore. But, you know, whether you're in your car or whatever, you know what time it is when the odds couple is on. Tennessee. I'm going to take Tennessee. Time to stand up. I know that, uh, you know what, uh, Tannehill, you know, being without Henry, being without other players on the team uh, is going to hurt him. But I just think Pittsburgh has been doing it a little bit with Hocus Pocus Dominocus. little magic. I'm going to go with Tennessee here. Uh, right now, minus the one. Wouldn't surprise me if it's one and a half or pick either way. Okay, my final pick. Is, and I'm, I don't feel as confident in this one, but I just feel like they found something again. Uh, last week, uh, when they beat the Cardinals, I pick up, I took them last week. I'm going to take them again. Seattle, the Rams certainly have a lot of COVID issues, but Aaron Donald's still playing, so that's all that matters to me. Uh, the Rams are minus four against the Seahawks. The Seahawks most likely will be out their best wide receiver, Tyler Lockett. So I'll take the Rams. Uh, minus four against the Seahawks. This okay, week. and then I got the bonus pick. Now I don't know what time the podcast will go up today, but Randy's on it, so there's a good chance it'll be on probably after we're done. There's no doubt about it because the man's red hot, <laughs> and he's the producer of That's the right. program. And Tyler's here early, so head yeah, on. he's the man. But uh, I do know this: the bonus pick, which I'll be given at eleven forty-eight. Uh, I am taking Virginia Tech an afternoon game uh, in college hoops. Uh, minus three against St. Bonnie's. We'll see if we can get the basketball thing right this week after the disaster of the Minnesota Timberwolves. And you know what? Kyle Anthony Towns, tell your story walking. You don't make anybody better around you. Anthony Edwards is going to be special, though. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this version of The Odds Couple. Mike, I appreciate you letting me uh, join you this week. Uh, Thanks to Luke Pergandy, Jim Miller, and, of course, always to Eric Ostrowski and Tyler Rocky. Have a great weekend. Happy betting, everyone, and we'll talk to you next week on The Odds Couple. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.